Hello, welcome back everyone. It's Jenna here. Um, welcome back for another episode of Inspiration Nation. I'm here with um, children's entertainer, ex-radio presenter for Pearl FM and published author of two children's books. I'm here with Magic Phil. Hello, thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to be here and well, via Zoom. Be there, be here. I don't know, where are you? I'm at school. <laughs> So, all right. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm very good. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very excited to um, be on your on your school project podcast. School project. Hey, that's a bit of a tongue twister, that isn't it? School project podcast. I bet you haven't missed my tongue twisters. Oh God, they were difficult. Very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I hope that I can. I hope that I can help you out and answer some questions for you today. Oh yes, please. Uh, it'll be perfect. So. You're a children's entertainer and magician. Um, what I want to know is what inspired you or influenced you to go down and take on this career? Well, you know, I actually had a, a magician come to my birthday when I was about, I think, six. So I had a magician come to my six-year-old birthday, and I never, I never knew what a magician was. As you know, I'm not a fan of Harry Potter, so I didn't go down all that route of reading those sort of stories and watching magic and stuff on TV until I saw this magician when I was six and I never knew what a magician was. And I remember him doing a trick on me and he pulled a coin from behind my ear and I thought it was the best thing ever. I had no idea how he did it. All my friends were amazed. I was amazed. And it was that feeling that I wanted to pass on and give to other people. So I think for that whole week, I was just trying to shove coins in people's ears, which is not the way to do it, so don't try that, and um, trying to pull it out and learn this trick until Christmas that year. Um, my parents bought me my very first magic set, and since that, I was absolutely hooked. Oh, that's so cute. That's amazing. Don't yeah, no. No, I mean, not the shoving coins in people's ears part. Don't try this at home, kids. (laughs) Um, Yeah, don't try that at home. So with that being answered, do you think that your identity or who you are has helped you achieve your success in your career? I mean, definitely. It's all about, you know, you take on what you're so passionate about. If I wasn't passionate about it and I wouldn't be who I am today if – I didn't, if I wasn't that sort of character, you know, that bubbly personality kind of, I mean, I've, it's in anything that you do, you know, you, you have to have that personality to be able to do your job. I mean, I could be the most boringest, grumpiest person ever, but when I'm performing, I've got to keep up that, you know, fun, silly, bubbly character. It's a bit like your teachers as well. If you have a boring teacher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see where you come from, actually. So what did you have to do, um, as in what kind of things did you have to learn to be an entertainer? Oh, good question. Now, it's it's different sort of skill to learning, say, another job. So, like, if you want to be a dentist or a doctor, you go to medical school for years. If you want to be a teacher, then you obviously go do teacher courses. Um, thing is, with magic and entertainer, it chances it will always start as a hobby you um 
and you have to go to like you know drama schools and you know amateur dramatics that I started with as well which was just like an amateur drama club um like an after school club and then I joined the local magic circle which is uh, first rule of the magic circle we don't talk about the magic circle um and that's like kind of a club where all young magicians meet up and then you discuss your magic tricks, your routines, and just better each other. And then going down more the professional line is then when you do your auditions for, say, Holiday Resort, which is where I started touring um, around the UK. And then, hey-ho, you get paid for doing something that you absolutely love. And then that's... So it's more of a build-up of building your skill and just getting better at things. But the biggest, um, the biggest, um, the best that you can do is experience. Experience is best, especially for an entertainer. You need an audience to know what works and what doesn't. Um, you know, I can't just sit at home and tell jokes to myself or perform magic tricks to myself. I need the reactions in order for me to know that hey that's a good trick or that's a really funny joke or and without the reactions then it's a bit difficult to to train basically so with that was it really hard to like practice or get an audience um were there any challenges it was it was, it was you know rather difficult and especially when you're at you know, you're at school and you know what your school friends are like it, it's like well, they they always try and catch you out and um I had a lot of supportive friends, but again, I had a, a load of people that, you know, it's very different, you know, and they just want to catch you out. They, you know, people don't want you to achieve your goals. And which I'm sure, you know, many people come across every single day, even as a grown up, you know, there's people out there that are, what a stupid thing to do. What that's going to get you nowhere. And, you know, and all this, well, who's laughing now? Um, you know, and, you need these sort of reactions, but then again, you need these people as well on your journey that are like, Oh, that's rubbish. Oh, I can see it. It's in that hand or it's there. You need these sort of people because it just makes you be bigger and stronger and more motivated to carry on doing what you love. And no one should ever let anybody, you know, stop their dreams or stop their, their passions for whatever they do. You know, you'll always get obstacles, but, you'll always come across them if if you're passionate enough about what you want to do. Well, I think that's amazing advice to follow along. Um, look how amazing you turned out today. I mean, all the hecklers out there. Oh, well, that's, that's nice to hear something nice from you. That's very rare. <laughs> so um, as an entertainer, magician and a radio presenter, were there any kinds of like weird rules you had to follow when you were on the job? I mean, radio, I mean, especially children's radio, which is why I'm in, is you just have to be very careful with what you say. And I mean, I mean, even when you've been on air with me before, I've slipped up before. I've said, I've said stuff I shouldn't, but it's all about, it's just putting that guard up and knowing where you are and what you're doing. And I mean, some of the things I've, I've you know, I've said before, I, I look back and I'm like, how did they get away with that? But it's, it's just one of them things. It's a job. It's an everyday thing. Every job you have to be careful with what you do. You know, I'm, I'm sure teachers 
you know, say things. I'm sure doctors, I mean, everyone. But it's it's just all about knowing where you are and when you're on that job. Is what same with when I'm on stage. I know I can't talk on stage the way that I would sit and talk to my mates when I'm with them having dinner on a Friday night. Um, it's all about knowing your audience. And of course, the very famous rule for magicians is, you know, never reveal your secrets, which is a still ongoing rule now. Number one rule in any that magician is. show or business, definitely. But we all make mistakes and you can't expect anyone to be perfect. So, yeah, I see where you come from. <laughs> if you If you make mistakes, it only means you're trying your hardest. And uh, mistakes means that, well, yeah, mistakes means that you're trying and learning. Oh, 100%. You're 100% correct. Um, so, as I mentioned before, you worked on a radio station, Pearl FM. So, what was the best part about working on a radio station mainly centered for kids? Every day but Monday. Every day but Monday? <laughs> I did Mondays with you. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Now, do you know what? The best thing about it was meeting so many children that are so passionate about what they do and love and just interviewing them and hearing their stories and hearing why they want to do what they do. I've interviewed hundreds, if not thousands of children, um, you know, that have achieved so much for, for so young, even children that have written their own books, published their own books, you know, children like you as well that you know you were so passionate you got that radio book that you you know that you were fortunate enough to come on and have a weekly slot with me and you know I love that I really I really did enjoy our you know you know um our sessions and our interviews and stuff because again when you first started you know I'm sure you can imagine your very first live interview compared to how you left the place um at the end of it, your confidence built, you know, you, you managed to create your own content without any help. You, you were coming every week with, you know, so much good content and an overspill of content that we didn't have enough time for, which is brilliant, you know, and, you know, you, it's just absolutely amazing, you know, and then, then you brought your mum along, but we'll not talk about her. We'll never um, talk about her. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Love you, mom. <laughs> no, your mum's, you know, your mum's brilliant as well and you know and it's great that you've got supportive parents and that really helps as well with any you know um anyone that's wanting to go down this route or um my dad would be driving me an hour every single saturday morning an hour to go to my magic club and he'd sit and wait in the car park for two hours and then he'd take me back home and you know if if i didn't have that you know i wouldn't i wouldn't be who I am today because I wouldn't have gone to those meetings. My dad wouldn't have paid for them because I was so young. Um, and, you know, so supportive parents really do help supportive people, guardians, you know, family, friends, you know, and it's really great to be around those, um, especially when they're supporting you. Definitely. hundred percent. Having a lot of support um, for what you love with the people around you is definitely a way to go about your life. Um, so in your field of work, um, I expect you meet a lot of people every day. To you, how important is it to keep the relationships you've made um, with the people you've met? 
most important people for me are the the boys and girls, the children that are going to be watching my shows, the children that are going to be nagging the parents to spend money to buy tickets to see my shows. Um, I think the most important part of the relationship is whenever I'm recognised, when I'm out. If I'm at a show, I'm on stage, I'm doing my thing, everyone's there in a crowd. But if I'm out at a supermarket and uh, someone stops me or a kid starts shouting, stay silly behind me whilst I'm choosing which eggs to buy, it's important for me to turn, talk to that child, say hello, get a photo, get a high five, because that is the moment they're going to remember. And if you've ever met celebrities, or if I've I've met many as well, getting that picture and just having that little bit of personal time means everything. You'll never you'll never remember the part they were in the movie, or you'll never remember the 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 full show. You will always remember that time that you met Magic Phil in the supermarket. He got a picture. He was very silly. He give a high five, and he has that little bit of time. Naming no names, but I've met celebrities before that I've absolutely idolized, my heroes, even magicians even. And I've met them and they've turned and went, I don't have time for this. Or you've, I don't want to talk to you. And I've lost just straight away. He's went from hero to zero. So especially when you're in the public eye, because um, you hear of celebrities all the time that are just, you know, just so off with their fans. That is the most important part of, a fan and performer relationship. It's just giving your audience that bit of personal time. Oh, that's that's very, very nice. That's very kind as well. And it's important to keep these relationships, I suppose, because it'll serve as a benefit in the future. May not majorly, but you know, you've you've gone and you've left these kids with very big um not big love memories. and that love and loads of memories in their hearts and their minds yeah and, that, and you know that's that's you know that's very important and i'll always always have time for you know my, my fans as such you know i'll always wait back after shows and do meet and greets obviously i've not been able to do meet and greets during this pandemic which is very upsetting for me um but i've always i've always got time to you know it's seconds it's minutes of my day stopping stopping whilst i'm shopping you know the only person that will be upset is mrs magic because i'm not home in time but i mean i I, I could sit and talk to (laughs) everybody every day you know it's 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 just perks of the job and it's just again just making making children smile and that's my that's my goal every day that's amazing so Moving on, um, speaking of children, you've written two children's books, um, The Dog That Loves Blue and The Camel That Loves Red. What made you decide to go down the writing path? Good question. And actually, funny story, because The Dog That Loves Blue was written on the back of a napkin. And uh, it was written, must have been about six years ago. And then it was just left. It was just left. And I didn't readdress it until about, Five years later, when I actually met a lady called Mika, who is a children's publisher, and we just met to have a coffee, and um, I was actually going to interview her on the radio. And it wasn't until then that my head clicked that, do you know what, I actually wrote a stupid book, a silly story. And I showed her it, and she's like, Phil, this is brilliant. Obviously, I edited it a bit more, and, and then I got an illustrator. and 
I think I'm up to about 4,000 copies sold. I've toured all the schools in the UAE. That's amazing. Um, with my book tour, I, I headlined the Emirates Literature Festival. And that, to me, was another way of getting into the children's heads without being there performing. They've got their book, they're laughing, they're reading these silly stories. And that is me that's done that. Same with the radio. I don't have to be on stage in front of hundreds of people. I'm sat in a studio, but I'm still in the children's ears. Any way that I can get to entertain anyone. And that there was just another route. And again, I fell in love with it, which made me write my second book. And I'm about to launch my third one in two months at the Literature Festival. You know, amazing. And I love it. It's, you know, it's brilliant being able to. And it's something that you will always have and something that you can always pass on to a new circle of that age group, you know. So it's something that's always there with my shows and um, live shows and stuff. I have to be different because people come see so many within a month. So my show has to be changing constantly. But with the book, it's there. ready for a new circle of children in a year are ready for again and again and it'll just build up a collection and who knows maybe one day i'll be just like jk rowling oh yeah so it's like it's like three little bigs or harry potter you'll always be part of their childhood and then when these kids get older they're going to want to show their kids or their nieces or nephews what you've done yes and i mean i i do I do get um, older siblings still coming to shows with their younger siblings. I mean, they're too cool for school now. They they don't admit that they, you know, ever loved Magic Phil. But they're still there. They're still young at heart. And they love watching their younger sibling enjoy what they enjoyed when they were little. That's even so if true. they are too cool for school now. It's like passing down memories. <laughs> um, speaking of memories. Speaking of memories, um, you've performed um, various roles in many pantomimes. Um, how is your first ever pantomime compared to your most recent? And do you think anything has changed since then? Absolutely everything has changed. I've started, and again, perfect example with you with the radio, your first ever live interview on air, you're like, Whoa! And that was me on stage. I was a backing villager in Aladdin in my hometown pantomime. And wow. um, I was so nervous. And all I was doing was just, I was in a, with a group of people. I wasn't on my own. I was just a villager. I had no lines. I was doing the songs and stuff. But then after that, the next year, then the year after, then I got a part. Then I was Buttons in Cinderella. Then, then I did a professional tour of um of the pantomimes i was um <laughs> i was jack's mum in jack and the beanstalk all um, people <laughs> i was dame donna Do- dame dame donna donny D- daisy darcy daphne danny ella dd dorothy dumpling was my full name then i was um widow twanky then when i came out to dubai i started doing my own pantomimes and I was, you know, I was fronting them. I was the star. I was the, the, I had all the lines. I wrote them as well. I did the writing for the show. I wrote the scripts, produced the show. Um, and you just gain more and more and more confidence. And the shows just get better and better and better. 
And we so, can yeah, see that. very, very, very different. successful. Very successful, though, too. They've been pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I'm very appreciative of, you know, everyone that's been to see the pantomimes, everyone that's bought my books, everyone. It's, you know, it's, it's the children, the families. Those are my motivation for doing what I do, you know, because, you know, they love it. They're the ones coming to see the shows and they're the ones keeping me keeping me on my toes. That's absolutely amazing. Very, very inspiring, inspiring. True words. Um, so finally, uh, what has been the best experience in your career ever since it began? And what kind of advice would you give anyone looking to go into entertainment? Wow. It's hard to pick just a memory or just a, you know, a special memory because I have so many. I've performed all around the world, um, many different theatres, worked with loads of different people. My advice is, especially for entertainment, take every opportunity that comes your way. If you're on holiday and you're a magician, a singer, whatever, and as annoying as it may be, someone might say, oh, sure's a trick. Sing as a song. Do it. Because you never know who's watching. You never know. And, I mean, I've been many opportunities before where I've shown just a table a trick. And I've been out in a club or been at a restaurant. And then I get a call that next day from someone saying, hey, I saw you do this. I saw you do that. Would you like to do this? And it's like, oh, my word. I never even knew he was there. Um, holiday resorts that I've worked on many a times before, I've had the opportunity to, oh, can you go on and do a show? The the singer's not turned up. Go on, do it, because that is what's going to gain your confidence. That's what's going to help you build your act, your show, and, again, build yourself as a character, um, as a performer as well. So take every opportunity that comes your way. There will be times that, it won't work out, but that's not because you're rubbish. It's just because you're not right for that job at that time. Keep doing what you're doing, and the right thing will come your way. And, of wow. course, stay silly. Definitely stay silly. Always be true to yourself. Always take every opportunity that comes your way. Thank you so much, Magic Phil. Unfortunately, this is all the time we have. Um, I hope to see you soon, hopefully when this pandemic has calmed down. Thank you so much. I wish, you the, I wish you the very best with your family and yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. You're amazing. Big shout right. out. Big shout out to all your homies. Woohoo. Woo.